You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. And yes, I'm with me now by telephone, our dear brother and friend, Dr. Adegbego Mwale. Doc, how are you this morning? I'm very well. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. To glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us once again. We're always delighted and grateful. It's always a joy. We give God all the praise. Okay, this is this is the question. I recently decided to read the whole Bible, and I've discovered I have discovered a few verses being quoted out of context, or I feel they have been. Example for those that say they want to give birth, like the Hebrew women in Egypt. From what I understand from that chapter, the midwives had to give that report to Pharaoh because they feared God and could not kill the babies. Exodus one fifteen twenty one. Did they lie or exaggerate the truth? That's the question. So over to you now, Doc. Well, uh, I, I want to thank the person who sent in the question because it speaks to a very fundamental element of yes. the Christian life. Yes. Uh, it speaks to the justification of attitudes which in the mainstream we may regard as not being godly. Uh, we may regard as not being right. Yeah. and which we think within context may be justifiable. Uh, this speaks to the conflict that arises between the carnal mind we inherited from the fallen state of man and the spiritual mind mm-hmm. which judges all things yeah. according to the counsel of God. So this person is asking from the whole uh, uh, story from the entire context of that scripture, it would appear that what the Hebrew midwives uh, were, uh, were talking about was clear to them, was far more elaborate yes. than what they disclosed to Pharaoh. Very exactly. The Hebrew women or the Hebrew midwives mm. were painting a picture that was acceptable as a justification for their refusal to carry out the command of the king. Exactly. While knowing that there was additional information, which if they disclosed, mm-hmm. will render their excuse unacceptable. Yes. So they had a motive for not carrying out the command of the king. Of the king, yes. Their motive was entrenched in that verse uh, of scripture. Mm. which I want to refer to because this question mm. is a question of motive and conduct. Uh, do we have a motive? And that motive is it uh, upright. Now, do we conduct ourselves in a manner consistent with that motive and yet somewhat outside what we will readily accept as God's pattern? Mm. So if you look at verse 17, but the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men, children alive. So verse 17 suggests to us that what happened with the rendered as an excuse was not a random occurrence. It was not merely because they got there and found that the Hebrew women had delivered their children. Mm. 
It was because fundamentally, within their minds, they had decided that they would not obey the ridiculous, egregious, mm. and very ungodly command of, of one human being yes. to destroy multiple humans just to achieve his own political intention. Exactly. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 10, we see a very illustrative verse. That's one. That gives an account of a, a, a sort of command that mirrors this very wicked command. Mm. Uh, and in Isaiah 10, 1, the Bible says, Woe to them that decree unrighteous decrees. And right grievousness with the prescribed. Now, this was a grievousness. Exactly. Innocent lies. And when you look at the Matthew's commentary, you will, you will see that he was even advancing the position. Now, what did the unborn child do? What evil had they committed? Yeah, exactly. In the very essence of innocence, you want to silence their destiny. Such great wickedness. And then he proceeds to talk about. The effort of the, sap, the seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman. I won't go into such an extreme discussion this morning. But what we are saying is that Pharaoh decided to issue an unrighteous decree. And this righteous Hebrew midwife, they proposed in their hearts in verse 17 mm. that they will fear God and not man. This is consistent with Acts chapter 4, verse 19. Mm. And we now will draw a parallel between Exodus 1, 17 to 19. Yes. And Acts chapter 4, uh, and we'll be looking at verse 19. Okay. Although the context of Acts chapter 4 mm. is broader in terms of the story was uh, before verse 19. But for listeners, I will challenge us to read it. Okay. I will paraphrase it and then we see the parallel. Yeah. Or the parallel rather. So we see that in Exodus chapter 1, the question was the motive. Yes. They had decided that they would not bother innocent Hebrew children. On a higher level, the intention of God was higher than just murdering or not murdering children. It was that a seed would be preserved. And that seed was called Moses. So we see that their motive was right. Mm -hmm. Their intention, uh, okay, I'm speaking to a lawyer now. There is a difference <laughs> between motive and intention. So I will speak okay. with motive. <laughs> that their motive was right. They knew what they wanted to achieve, exactly. which was to disobey an unlawful, ungodly, evil decree. Mm -hmm. So let us assume that she for and poor are right in their motive. So how did they carry it out? We do not know. But in verse 18, the Bible says, And the king of Egypt called for the midwives yes. and said unto them, Why have they done this thing? What did they do? So the king only saw their conduct mm. that the men children were multiplying. Yes. Therefore, it means that the Hebrew midwives saved them alive. Mm -hmm. Verse 19. 
and the midwife said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, mm. for they are lively. Several contemporary versions translate their lively to their vigorous. Yes, vigorous. The one I'm reading to says vigorous. Now, there is a very interesting version uh, that translates that lively to midwives. Now, although some commentators mm. may not agree with the exact rendition mm. that that word vigorous can be translated as midwife, but there is one translation. I can't remember the exact uh, title of the translation that calls it midwife, meaning that the Hebrew women mm. were midwives themselves. Okay. So they were able to help themselves to childbearing before the midwives came. Now, the point you are making here mm. is that the two Hebrew midwives were, dry, were trying to present an excuse yes. for not carrying out the command of the king. Mm. Now, the point is, was that why they did not carry out the command of the king? Yeah. No. The reason they did not carry out the command of the king was because the command to them was evil. Exactly. And since they feared God, they could never do that. Mm. So, Matthew Henry gives us the rendition that they spoke partial truth. And meaning that if you are rendering partial truth, it cannot be the whole truth. Yeah, exactly. Now, the standard of the Christian life is the whole truth. And nothing but the truth. So, once you, and nothing but the truth. So once you give a partial truth, you are in effect allowing a misalignment between motive and speech. And that cannot be honest. The Bible says whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are pure, mm. whatever things are noble, whatever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Mm. Now, that is Philippians 4 8. The point I'm making here is that we as New Testament believers should not have any compulsion arriving at the conclusion that they spoke partial truth. Mm. We have the essence, we have the privilege of the history, the background story. So we know that what they said was only a partial truth. Mm. And why do I say it's a partial truth? The historical accounts of the Eastern women, women within the, the Middle East, yeah. was that they could give birth without much aid. Mm -hmm. And that in some cases, even before the midwife could get there, they would find women who had given birth. So it was not wrong that she thought and poor this before the king as the basis for their conduct. Yeah. It was actually true. So in saying that, they did not lie. But in making it the reason why 
the main children were kept alive. And they were not true. Because it was not merely because the Hebrew women uh, gave birth before the king. Mm. But 17 supposes that they were the ones who saved them alive. Absolutely. Meaning that there were those they attended to who needed midwifery. And they chose not to kill them. So by the time you read verse 17, and within that context to verse 21, you will realize that the midwives actively obeyed God. And God was pleased that they obeyed him. Mm. But he illustrates to us that with the context of the entire story, they did so using the human method of common sense mm. and declaring only the partial truth. Now, that is not God's perfect uh, approach. Yet God did not judge them for it. Mm. And how many more scriptures can we refer to where a man was not perfect in his conduct? But God saw, God saw his motive. God had mercy. The point I'm making is that we should not copy their method. Mm -hmm. But we should copy their motives. That we should seek at all times to declare the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Mm. As a testament to the fact that we do not fear man, but rather we fear God. Mm. Here, yeah, they, they reflected their fear of man. And thereby, partially, they disobeyed God. So let us quickly look at Acts chapter 4. Mm. Where you would have assumed that the apostles were foolish men in declaring entirely what was their motive and doing so with the conduct consistent therewith. In Acts 4.19, but Peter and John answered. This was after in verse 18, the leaders had called them and commanded them not to speak at all. Not to speak at all. Not teach in the name of Jesus. Yes. As it were, to effectively terminate the gospel story and bring an end, the Great Commission. I mean, bring to an end the Great Commission. Mm. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, say, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you mm -hmm. more, than, more than unto God, judge mm. ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And that's 21 feet. So when they had further threatened them, mm. they let them go. Let them go. So Finding nothing. Exactly. Yes, you were going to say something. I was saying that, so, so, so you are saying that as New Testament Christians, in the power of the Holy Spirit, the midwives could have said to Pharaoh, uh, my Lord, we are unable to do what you have commanded. We are unable to do because what you commanded. Because it's against the law of God. It's against the law of God. They are presenting God and not man. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, they only had the Hebrew women to present. But let us lay the charge at the vigor, at the feet of the vigor exactly. of the Hebrew women. Yes, yes. Instead yes. of laying the charge mm. at the feet of the glory of God. Exactly. For the Bible says, so when they are further threatening them, they let them go. Mm. 
finding nothing out of my punishment because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. Now, when we tell the truth and point men to God, mm. actually we lay a, a, the groundwork for the glory of God That's and present a richer testimony of the Christian life and the gospel story. That's good. So we, we need to understand that in all our attempts to show wisdom, to apply wisdom, it is not God's plan for us mm. to allow it to disconnect between our motive and our conduct. Mm. I mean, people tell us today, after all, Abraham lied when he went down to Egypt. Oh, yes. And said Sarah was his sister. Mm. But Abraham did not tell a full lie. He only presented a partial truth. Mm. But we know that the context of it was that he did not reveal the true motive well, which was this? Well, I mean, which was that he would preserve his life mm. and was willing to sacrifice his wife yeah. in the process. In the process. Now, if he if, if Phil had, had snatched Sarah and Sarah had been impregnated by Phil, if God had decided not to bring a plague upon the house of Phil, would Sarah have remained his wife? No. He would have given Sarah in exchange for his own life. Mm. So you must understand that even where the patriarchs appeared to have gotten away with that which was not considered with the nature of God, mm. we must not follow them. We, we must understand what happened to them. But we are not expected as New Testament believers who have the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. That me you have directly alluded to as a driving force, as the enabling grace, mm. as the uh, empowerment from on high mm. that we possess. We must not follow them and do those things that are not consistent with the purpose of God. Okay. It is not the same argument mm. about polygamy, which we talked about a few weeks back. True. So after all, somebody like Abraham had another woman, mm. or somebody like Jacob had the other women. And the fact that they fail in the weaknesses of holy man. Mm. Is that the, an excuse for us to follow them into error? Not at all. So, please do not misunderstand me. I do not judge Shifor and Poir uh, harshly. For indeed God did not reflect any judgment of them in that direction. Yes. I'm only trying to draw a parallel between what was permissible when men did not have the power of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And what is no longer permission now that we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. I'm saying that when we claim to apply wisdom, let this application of wisdom not bring us to a point where we become dishonest. Mm -hmm. When at the end, when our true motives will be exposed, it will be clear that we were less than true when we offered our excuses. Absolutely. At home, at work, everywhere where we find ourselves. Mm. Let us be bold in the power of the Holy Spirit mm. and let the kings of the earth know that we are unable to follow their commands because we wish to follow the command of the living God. Of the living God. That even on the pain of death, 
We are like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We will not be careful to answer. For we are lazy. For the furnace he takes several times. For mm. inside it, the fourth man in the fire will appear. Very important. For that is what we need to a shout of praise and glory to God. And to God, exactly. And we attest to our generation that God is glorified. Amen. I conclude this way. That the Hebrew midwife, Shifra, and Pua. Mm. By the way, Shifra means um, crying out. Oh, no, no, that, that's Pua. Pua means glittering. Ah, brilliant. And Shifra means uh, another thing. It, it escapes my mind now. The two of them, they, 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 they were givers of life. So we are not saying that we are able to judge them. Mm. We don't judge them. But we are learning from them. That which is good we learn. And that which is not good enough we do not learn. That yeah. as believers, let us learn from the Old Testament things. And that which was written for our instruction, in which they turned out to be lessons, rather than examples mm. let us learn properly so let us see them as our examples and where as lessons that these things we should not copy let us ensure we don't copy them okay that when we walk in the power of the holy spirit we will be able to live in such a way that we direct the hearts of men to the glory of god i, I pray the lord will help us indeed Amen. 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 Thank you so very much. There's another component to this question where these, um, the person asked the question about those who then pray, uh, saying that, oh, you're going to give birth as um, easily as the Hebrew women give birth. Right? So this, so, so I suspect it's also a question here in addition to the question. Yes, I remember. Exactly. In addition to exaggeration and lying that, well, uh, uh, is that prayer not out of context since, well, the Hebrew midwives uh, were not really saying the truth about them. But, but, but I heard what you said during, during your presentation, which is very, which is, exactly. which is quite correct that, well, in fact, uh, they give birth, right? They give birth without assistance from the midwives or, I mean, they, they, they give birth anyway and they give birth to yes. every children so much so that Pharaoh was concerned that their numbers were multiplying. When so, multiplying, yes. Exactly. So in that in that sense, the prayer is not out of context because, no, it is not. because their, their children were protected from the wrath of Pharaoh. In fact, they gave birth and they were praying from the wrath of Pharaoh. So it is uh, it is um, contextual to pray to say, Lord, protect uh, this pregnant woman and grant her such favor as to grant to the Hebrew women, even against the wrath of Pharaoh and against all you know all adversities that could affect uh, a pregnant person. God bless you, family, for raising that. As a matter of fact, some biblical scholars, mm. and if I'm not wrong, I think some rabbinic literature, that, that's what I, I think I remember, they would refer to that stage that what really happened mm. that made the Hebrew women distinct was that at the point of birth, they did not give their birth over to merely parturition processes that were natural. Mm. But at the point of that birth, they raised their voices to God and received from Him health to bring forth healthy children. Exactly. I mean, that's what the rabbinic literature, if I recall correctly, would suggest exactly. as the reason for their difference. 
And to me, I think it is not out of context for any Christian who understands the distinctiveness of the called out ones called Israel mm. to apply this thing of being a special people unto God to say that I am a child of God. Mm. I am born again. Like the Hebrew of old called out from the ordinary. I am extraordinary. Like the Hebrew of old called out of the natural. I am now supernatural in Christ. Mm. I declare that I'm not like the rest. Exactly. I bring forth healthy children exactly. by the help from God on hand. Exactly. There is nothing wrong with that. In fact, we see in Deuteronomy 32, verse 31, the Bible says, For our rock is not like their rock. Mm. Our enemies themselves being judges. In, in, in uh, I think it was uh, Hannah, yes, who was saying it when she began to praise God yes, after exactly. she had given birth. Yes, yes. She said, is like unto you. Now, you know, that's what it is. There is none only as the Lord. As the Lord. There is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock, rock like our God. Like our God. Yeah. So there is nothing wrong in contextualizing the basis uh, of the difference between the Hebrew women and the Egyptian women mm-hmm. as the basis for a New Testament believer claiming that she can deliver in a, in a special way, yes. on, in a different way, yes. because of the empowerment of God from on high. Have we not read in Isaiah that before Zion traveled, she gave birth, and before her place came upon her, she was delivered of a man child. And this was ascribed to the God who will bring you to the place of birth and will not shut the womb. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do not see any problem at all, at all. in contextualizing that partial truth. For in its essence, it was the old truth. Within the context of the experience of Pua and Shifo, mm. it was a partial truth. Mm. But in its very essence, yeah, that component truth. Exactly. was the whole truth. It was the whole truth. Uh, absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. And glory to God. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you.